My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist, every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin, I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to the podcast about all things telenovelas. We are currently covering the 2017 classic whodunit, murder, mystery, intrigue, affairs, caer en tentación. And today I am joined once again by Kimberly Michelle Padilla Estrada. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I felt like you were you were like dr- like you were getting ready. Be like, Ugh. kind of like so. My I I had a weird day today, so my energy's a little. Oh, no. So like me hyping myself up is just to get me from like the below average to average. So that's why I'm not like, oh, you know. <laughs> I like how we were both like. But we were also very muted. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you can't see this, obviously, listeners, but like, we're over here doing the most with our bodies, but our voices are just not like aligning with that. So we're yeah. going to align that. We're going to align that. Yeah, but not too much because as it is, we have good, we have good, I feel like, volume. Yes. Yeah, so um, another little sneak peek to the behind the scenes. It's actually very difficult for Dulce in the editing process with both myself and Aranza because one Aranza is so soft-spoken she does this little baby voice thing that like it it's like it feels like a worm in my ear when she does which is just like it's a worm it's a worm in my ear it makes me twitch and then for me my, my the volume of my voice is really tied to my energy so if I'm low energy but if I'm like good I'm like here but then if we're talking about Federico I'm not even going to get to it because then my volume is going to go crazy. And with that transition, let's talk about the characters of Caer en Tentación. So, listener, today we are going to be covering episodes 60 to 65 of Caer en Tentación. Not a lot of episodes, but that's okay because with a telenovela like this, that's enough. Like, with those five episodes, I was like... Oh my god. There's so much. There's just, so much. Which by the way, if okay, so like I am not only a guest on the show, but I'm a listener. And so obviously. And so um I had never seen Teresa, but I kind of almost felt like I didn't have to after listening to um this show because I just loved you know the retelling by you and Aranza so much and also like the content that you shared on like TikTok like you know my favorite Teresa ever is when she's like being gossipy Teresa um <laughs> she's Mosa Teresa exactly but I will say like just please watch this telenovela just please watch it like you have to you have to in it oh my god the juice and it's it really just is every every you know, minute of that telenovela contains so much. It's packed. Mm-hmm. And also, I recently posted a clip on TikTok of Raquel slapping Miriam, her mother-in-law. And I just found that that clip to be so fun and so dramatic. Like, Miriam's like, oh! I know. Turns out, Silvia Navarro said in an interview that she slapped for her for real. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> on some, like, crazy acting exercise thing? I don't know. I don't know. But, I, like, knowing that information, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because her reaction was stunned at first. Yeah. It was like... And then she was like, watch it. It's on my TikTok. Mm-hmm. Go right now. If you're not following, how dare you? Exactly. Click that follow button right now. Because I'm telling you, like, I think, uh, whatever. I'm just, just to plug Dulce and her work again. I think it's really cool that, like, when there's, like, the podcast where we can go, like, in-depth and then you can see the visuals on the TikToks and the YouTubes. And so, boom, go do it. Yes, and speaking of YouTube, I recently gotten a knack to making compilation videos and of like my favorite moments of telenovelas. So I made one for Teresa. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. And then I got a little bit better and fancier on my editing and I did one for El Diablo con los Guapos and that one is a lot of fun. If you Kim, you don't know the story, right? I don't know the story, but I I like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I know enough from the content that you share. And it's definitely, like, like that's definitely one of the ones that I'm, like, I have to watch. Because it's just so, like, it's just so, I don't know if ridiculous is the right word, but I'm going to say ridiculous. But in, like, a, a like a really entertaining way. Yeah, so I made a compilation video of that made Kim watch it because we were being late night workaholics at a coffee shop the other day. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so so basically, go subscribe to my YouTube, follow my TikTok, and and you'll get behind-the-scenes content, but also extra bonus clips. So if you've never watched this telenovela, you will get some of my highlights and some scenes that I like, and I will share them on both platforms. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's get started on breaking down this plot. So I'm just going to say, again, you're going to have to guide me. Because, like, with this <laughs> telenovela, my brain is everywhere. It really is everywhere. That that's I feel like that that's how my brain is, too. And so just real fast, though, uh, to ground us, I guess, a road so far. If you've ever watched Supernatural as a season have, finale, yeah. they've laid the road <laughs> so <laughs> Carry on my wayward son. I didn't know you were into yeah, Supernatural. I didn't know you were. Oh my, that was my whole high school experience. Oh I had a case of Jared Padalek. I can't He was say my it, favorite too. Oh my, Dulce, hold up. Because <laughs> you're discovering right now, like, live, not really live, but live. Like, mine and Dulce's relationship just deep in another level. I, I, felt, the gra- I felt the shovel dig deep. I felt the gravel wow. move. Crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> but the road so far for Kairen Tentacion is Damian, Carolina, Trash, Raquel, Santiago, everything right in this world. Federico, perhaps gay, perhaps not. Mia, a psychopath, low-key. Miriam, a bitch. And when we last left off, Damian is still in a coma. Raquel is suffering a nervous breakdown in both timelines, in the present and in the past. And we're seeing a little bit more on Santiago's side and his relationship a little bit with Damian because there's this whole plot point of who's going to be the godfather for Benjamin, uh, the child of Santiago and Carolina, or so Santiago thinks, because in reality, Benjamin is not his son. And so we still don't know who killed Carolina. We still don't know if Damian is going to wake up from the coma. 
and there's there's so much happening and i think i do want to spend some time talking about the reporter because throughout this the way the story is framed to like a narrative device is we have a reporter and she i don't know how that network works they're always going live and they're and her boss sucks and is always like you have to give me the primicia you have to get the breaking news and her husband is um her husband is the police detective that's in charge of the Damian and Carolina case and so she's always nudging him and being like give me something give me something and he doesn't because he is honorable and or so we think uh but throughout the whole thing we don't know what their past is we just know that he did something that left her walking with a limp and that she hates him and she hates cheaters well I I believe in the past, if I'm not mistaken, but she does actually say, like, you cheated on me, and, like, that's the reason why I have this limp now. Yes, mm-hmm. she does. Sorry, I thought you were going to get into the plot that we discovered in the last five episodes. Oh, no. But, yeah, so so we know that some shit went down with them. And in the... In the fa- blah. English. <laughs> in the last five episodes we watched, we get a little snippets into their backstory, um, we find out that she that she was pregnant mm-hmm. with his child, mm-hmm. and she was a workaholic, and she had a high risk pregnancy that required a lot of bed rest. And her boss was like, "Well, you're pregnant, so you can't do this job anymore. And I guess you don't care about your job." And she was stubborn and was like, "No, I can still do my job." So she does her job, and meanwhile, her husband is investigating like a case of a murder of a call girl model uh and the call girl model's friend is a prime witness and she gets put into witness protection she's a model she's beautiful Mm -hmm. and she has this attachment to him yeah and so we we know we still haven't really seen much we saw them kiss but we know that that's the person who he probably cheated her on her with we do actually because in the in one of the 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 episode's uh, I would say maybe like 10 episodes back, she mentions the name Griselda. She's like, oh. oh, you did this with Griselda. And then when we meet her, it's Griselda. And then I was right. like, oh, it's her for sure. Which like, can if I could just add really quick on the costuming, I don't know why, but the costume department, they use a bob to say kind of like, this is not an attractive woman. Because they give Raquel a bob in the past when she's being cheated on. And then they give the scorned reporter in the future when I think, like, the audience isn't supposed to see her as an attractive woman anymore, a bob. And I'm just like, a lot of women rock bobs. I don't know why I was personally offended because I have long hair, but I was offended. I, I have noticed that. that it's, But they also don't do a flattering bob. I think True. on Raquel specifically. Because the reporter, like, it works. She's just so scorned that... You it's know. like shows in her face. It that, shows in that her face. That actress is really good. I know. I love her. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. She even like, it's so crazy. Like, I keep thinking like, she even looks like a reporter. Something about the way she moves her mouth. I'm like, she's a reporter. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. And I don't know what it is, but shout out. I'm telling y'all, telenovela actors are so undervalued. Mm-hmm. Because there's a really, oh, I can't wait till we get into the scene. Let's get into it because I really want to shout out. Um, Gabriel Soto's acting at one point. You <gasps> okay. know what scene I'm talking yes, about? Yes, okay. I do know. I do know. Okay, so let's wrap up this thing. So 
I feel like they've been they've been stretching the storyline out so much. So I don't know why, but I think the storyline might pay off in the finale. Or at least I hope so, because the way telenovelas work too is everyone and everything is interconnected with each other. And so like I feel that there's a reason why we still haven't seen the accident. And I feel like we're almost drawing some sort of parallel between the reporter, the detective, and the amante with the current storyline of the two families. Right. The, and the betrayal, the, the cheating. The betrayal, the cheating. And I think that's also like early on, that's why the reporter is so drawn to the case and so drawn to the story it's because she lived the story mm -hmm. and so i'm interested to see how that scene and that whole storyline plays out um so that we can see if maybe it gives us clues to what happened to carolina and damian during that accident and speaking of carolina and damian let's go to raquel <laughs> <laughs> i love that let's go to raquel in santiago in the present timeline okay um so i just I want to really emphasize that the birth of Benhat changed so much. The birth of Benhat was a real shift among so many relationships, um, among like Damian and Carolina's, Damian and Raquel's, um, Santiago and Carolina's, like even the kids. We start seeing like the beginnings of Mia being like so jealous and of Federico being. I know she's so weird, and Federico being like drawn to this child and being like, oh. Like, I came here to meet Benha, which I thought was so sweet. Again, my boy, my son, Federico, makes me proud. But, yeah, there was just such a complete shift among the relationships. And um, there was a really big shift with Raquel as an individual, too. So we learned a little bit more about Raquel's past as we... I think we've discussed she's she's kind of had a different upbringing than Damian. He was obviously like born into a rich family. We know that they met when she was actually working in the factory of their little pasta company. Linguini. <laughs> Linguini. Who knows what kind of, you know, but um, so she comes from a different background. We know that her sister, you know, was dealing with like certain addictions um, and that put like a stressor on her. Um And then throughout this time, we start to learn more about Raquel and her past as she starts to unravel. We start to see Raquel unravel because um, she wanted a baby so bad. And her finding out that Carolina was pregnant, there was even an instance where, you know, she initiated sex with Damian and was like, ooh, like we didn't protect ourselves. And, you know, he gets pissed. He gets so mad, which I understand. To an extent. I understand. However, too. I understand why he was pissed. And it wasn't like the way that I would under understand him being pissed. What do you wait? Because so that was I, complicated. Okay. So I would understand Damian being pissed if it was like she knew that he didn't want kids. And that like, you know, that that was a discussion they had talked about. And that she tricked him into having unprotected sex um, so that they could conceive a child when he doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. And if Raquel would have known. Right. But the reason he's upset is because he doesn't want to chat with her. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I don't. Mm, that yeah. Man. Because as we saw with Carolina and Benha, he loves that child mm -hmm. superficially because as we as we've discussed, he was ready to abandon him for Carolina. Exactly. But um, 
Yeah, so this this really triggers Raquel, and then we also find out that she actually struggled through her first pregnancy with the twins, and then we also find out that she had a miscarriage. And so the the combined pain of like seeing her friend go through this this pregnancy which she wanted so bad she doesn't know it's actually with her husband which like i'm sure in the present i mean it was it was like an extra you know like digging turning the knife to her to find out that like you know the baby was her husband's it's something that really hurt her too um but yeah so all of that combined we start to see her what i'm assuming is an anxiety disorder come out we see her struggling um to breathe we see her you know just really like um alterada like Mm -hmm. really agitated yeah agitated on edge um and it's to the point where you know she has to be on bed rest and uh she actually has a really beautiful breakdown did we talk about it last week i don't think so which one one of her many gorgeous breakdowns the one about um her identity no we haven't talked about it okay so when there was an instant where she thought she might have been pregnant and this was after benham was born and um she was uh, her acting is so amazing because there's um a scene where you know their housekeeper jovita is like oh raquel like you're glowing and this woman is actually glowing. And I'm like, is it her? Is it the makeup department? How do you put a sparkle in someone's eye? Because she was literally glowing. In her eyes. In her like, eyes. Like, it was specifically, like, Jovita was like, you have a gleam in your eyes. And she did. And she did. And I'm like, how does she do? How? I don't understand. She's amazing. Silvia Navarro was robbed at the TV Novela Awards when she did not get the Best Actress Award that year. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. justice for silvia navarro mm-hmm. tweet it now hashtag but um so she she takes a test and when she finds out that she's not actually pregnant you know carolina's there with her carolina is all like in her she's just very in her own world like this means that they had sex what if she is pregnant he's gonna have like you know a, another baby um and raquel comes out and she has this really it's it's such a beautiful such a touching such a heartbreaking breakdown where she talks about um you know like the world kind of sees her as like this really strong woman and telling her supposed best friend like it's all a front like i like like do you think i'm fearless because i'm not like and and we kind of see that also come out when she has the breakdown when she initially learns about her husband's cheating because it seems that like she puts a lot of pressure on herself to be a certain kind of person um to to what in her you know mind is like a front of like a a a well-rounded well-adjusted person wife i would add wife and wife she she finds so she puts so much weight on on her you know and her value on being a good wife and being a good mother um and so she has this breakdown where she's like you know i you may see me as this or that but i feel like i'm nothing and uh, you know from that moment on it's it's doctors visiting her and um we start to learn that her mother actually um died in a psych ward we don't really understand 
what kind of illness her mother had either but we know that she started getting some kind of like hallucinations her mother died in a in a psych ward we know that her sister has addictions we know that her daughter also has mental health issues uh and resorts to like self-harm and so now we're seeing that in raquel and it's really interesting because um the doctor has this conversation with damian and damian's like i didn't even know about her mom which is so telling um, and then on top of that, the doctor's like, you know, like I, he, he says something along the lines of like, I don't know if this is my place, but your wife has been feeling really alone. And what she needs now is she needs you to support her. And you can do that by just being present and loving her and being loving. What does he do? He goes to his wife's business to meet with his lover and his love child, which I'm just like, trash, 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 trash 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 all around and in the present timeline raquel is similarly going through a nervous breakdown through um through an anxiety attack and it leads her to not know who she is and not understand what's happening around her it's really scary it gets to the point where like where she literally has no idea what's going around and so santiago being i just noticed this parallel santiago does what damian couldn't do and he's wow. there for her. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, let's go away. Just you and me. Let's be together. And so they do. They go to to a pueblo together. And they're staying there. And that that night, like, they're they're going through something. Like, they're, they're, like, making out. They're, like, being together. When all of a sudden, Raquel stops. And she says, I'm losing myself. And then we get this beautiful, beautiful scene, shot, angle, where it's just one camera. And we see it follow Raquel as she looks in the mirror. And she's like contemplating who she is and what's happening and what's going on around her. We see Santiago move to stand behind her. But the camera is focused on Raquel. And it slowly pans out to where Santiago would be standing. But it's not Santiago anymore. He's been replaced by Gabriel Soto. And I think this is the acting. Yes. Okay, so if you watch the novella, which you better, um, <laughs> like, I mean, certain certain actors and actresses, they do certain, they have, like, go-to, you know, I guess, like, acting strategy. I don't know what it is. Certain quirks, certain movements with certain characters. And Santiago is a character who's very expressive facially and also with, I think, more than anyone, like his body movements, yes. like he's so expressive with his body and his face and like Damian's character, not at all. A freaking wall of stone. But then when like we have this scene where it's really supposed to be Santiago, but Raquel is seeing Santiago as Damian, we see Gabriel Soto really play, you know, Santiago really well and like how expressive he becomes with his body and with his face doing like the the exact expressions that Santiago would and I was just really impressed by the acting I was mm -hmm. like I love it mm -hmm. it was beautiful it reminded me of Elena Bonham Carter when in one of the Harry Potter movies um Emma Watson so Hermione she transforms herself into Elena Bonham Carter Carter's character oh yeah and I thought it was Emma Watson mm -hmm. because the way um Helena Bonham Carter 
um, was acting. It was all the mannerisms, all the facial expressions of Emma Watson as Hermione. And it was, oof. And that's what we get from Gabriel Soto in a much more subtle way, too. He says nothing. He doesn't say a word. We see it all in his face and his chest and his body. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile... Raquel is like, Damian, sabía que te ibas a despertar. I knew you were going to wake up. And then Santiago is like, what did you call me? And then she she's like, Damian. And she's and then she gets angry. And then she's she like starts yelling at him and everything. And Santiago is holding her and trying to like calm her. Oh, that scene where we see Raquel start to lose herself. She meant it quite literally. Like, she's losing sense of who she is mm-hmm. and where she is and what time she is, which I thought was so cool in the sense of, like, how the story jumps around between timelines. That's how it is in Raquel's mind. It's, it, like, jumbling together to the point where she doesn't know where she is. It literally is. like, And she says before she has that uh, episode, she that's exactly what she says to Santiago, too. Like, you know, th- so much in our past and now in our present, like, I, the, like the, it, it's all getting confused in my head. And Santiago's like, you know, that happens to me, too, sometimes. Um, and Santiago's just such a dear. He is such a... He's so lovely. Um, and every time he's with Raquel, because I, if we can go back to the past, again, Santiago always having being there for Raquel, you know, Damian isn't there. Like he, to him, being present is just being in the same house with Raquel. But Santiago, who at this point, you know, is a family friend, but really in reality is Raquel's best friend. He goes up to his to her bedroom to go visit her. And, you know, um, there's this moment where Raquel, I think she, when she goes into these kinds of episodes, she suffers from a lot of claustrophobia and she's like, I need to get out. I need to get out. Get out. And she's telling him this and she's venting to him and he's telling her, you're going to be all right. Like you're going to, you know, you're going to get through this. You're going to be better. Um, and it, and he really helps calm her even in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's so beautiful to see. And I mean, I'm trying to think more along the lines of like how how their relationship changed in in the past after Ben has you know uh, birth. And I think it's just it's again it's kind of like a Santiago like. He just gets to see more and more of like Raquel being vulnerable to him. And this, it just really, really deepens our relationship. Mm-hmm. He sees a side of Raquel that not even Damian is aware of. And in the present, once they go to bed, once Santiago is able to calm Raquel down, they go to bed and Raquel wakes up and she wanders into town and she gets lost. And she is found by this man who I immediately knew I couldn't trust. I know. He was fishy. And he takes her home and is like, she looks like she's made of money. Like, I bet you someone would, to his wife, is like, I bet you they would pay good money to get her back. And is essentially holding her hostage. And Raquel doesn't know who she is. And as Kim mentioned, she gets claustrophobic when she's going through moments like this. And she gets claustrophobic and she's like, let me out, let me out. And the wife and the guy are like, no, we can't let you go. They hide her phone from her. They're like, you're just going to get lost. We already contacted your family. They're coming for you. They contacted Andres, who is like, yes, I'll give money. And while this is happening, Santiago is looking for Raquel frantically all over town. And while that's happening, Andres is planting, um, is working an angle 
where the police have found the weapon that killed Carolina. They do a background search on it, the serial number, and they find out that it's the gun of Santiago's father, and it is the gun that killed Carolina. And so Santiago becomes a prime suspect, but he's out of town. And so if they keep him out of town, i.e. they keep Raquel away from him, so he's searching for her, the police is going to think that he's a fugitive and that he ran away purposefully. So that's what Andres is working, and that's why he tells the people, I'll be there, I'll get you the money, just don't make sure that she doesn't go with the man she was with. Mm-hmm. And so I was so stressed out. That, okay, so like for real, like um, it could have also been because I was like doing homework while I was watching <laughs> that episode, but I was so stress and anxious i literally had to pause it and i think it's because like in my family i have you know i have a big ass family and if someone doesn't report themselves in 20 like within a 24 hour time frame like my family will be like they're lost they've gotten kidnapped where all of us all of a sudden are searching frantically calling the police i've had to my dad when he goes to tijuana and forgets his charger i've had to call the police Because my my family's like, he's... So it was a lot of stress for me. And the fact that, like... Because I I saw it play exactly how it would have played in one of my family situations. Which is, like, they were literally only gone for a couple hours. And, like, didn't answer a couple phone calls. And all of a sudden, their whole world at home came crashing down. All of a sudden, you know, Santiago's a prime suspect. All of a sudden, Mia is going through another breakdown and she's demanding to speak to her mother. And like every... Cynthia is having to hold the fort down at the house, Raquel's sister, and is like, I'll get you your mother, I'll get you your mother. And like frantically calling Raquel. So we have multiple people searching. And then Santiago's kids find out that that the weapon is Santiago's father. And so they're trying to contact their dad because they're like, the police are looking for you. And Nacho, like, everyone gets, I'm I'm telling you, this is how it would happen in my family. And so I was just like, I can't, I can't, I I had to pause it a lot. Yeah, just retelling this, I realized why it's so stressful to watch. It's because you literally see all these characters searching for two people who are not together, who are searching for each other. And it's so much miscommunication, so much, like, secrecy. Lord have mercy. It's a it's it's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess. And then um, I was like, can I, can I curse? I've cursed so much in this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Um, and then, so that happens. And then uh, what else is going on? Okay, so I, f- I feel like this, we've done justice to talking about Carolina and Santiago. Because I felt like in past episodes, whenever we start talking about them, we immediately go to Damian and Carolina because obviously compare and contrast. So I feel like now we can talk about Carolina and Damian and I specifically want to talk about past. Carolina and Damian or Carolina and Santiago? I want to talk about Carolina and Damian. Why? Because there's a shift between them two once Ben has born. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm like... I was misunderstanding this. I thought we were talking about Carolina and Santiago. And I'm like, yeah, because we also haven't talked about them. But that's important for the storyline that we're going to end this on. And I actually have to scold Santiago. Past Santiago. Okay. Okay. And I'm... I'm, Okay. Uh, Five minutes to talk about Carolina and Damian. Go. Okay. So basically... 
Um, once we, so when Carolina's going through her pregnancy, there's actually like this, oh wow, she really pulled the timer on me. It becomes like this weird thing of distance because Carolina's, you know, she's kind of like, well, oh shit, I'm about to have a baby. I don't know, really know who the father is, but either way, like the father, you know, like at least on the surface, like outwardly, it has to be Santiago. So, and then of course, Damien starts to get upset about this because he's like, well, that's actually my son. Like, you know, that's my blood and I want to be with him. And Carolina's like, no, you big dummy, you can't. And so it, it puts this rift between them. They actually go a long, like months without talking to each other. Um, you know, the, the Becker, which is <laughs> Raquel and Damien, which is their family, they go on vacation and the whole time, like Santiago's thinking about Carolina. And so that's the when we Damien. see <laughs> Damien is thinking see, about this is why I get confused. It gets hard. So Damien is always thinking about Carolina, and that's when we see him come back and he cuts the cord and he names the child, which I thought was so fucking disrespectful to Santiago. Um but then we start to see Carolina shift in like, because then the conversations turn um, from Damian about like, okay, this is my son and I want the best for him, right? And so to Damian, he's like, I want the best school. I want, you know, like all the resources available to him. Um, I want every opportunity, every door open for him. And Carolina kind of gets offended by this because she, I think, I think, subconsciously i think she's questioning like she's she's been questioning her uh i guess like her her motherhood you know like how she is as a mother because you know she's obviously trash she's she's obviously done some questionable things ever since she started ever since she started this affair and she's she's felt that you know she's been feeling that and so she gets really defensive we we know that carolina's a really defensive person and so when the man starts to say these things she gets defensive and she's like well you know what like my two older kids had none of that and they're great kids i raised them great and she starts feeling like kind of like looked down upon which is a really interesting shift because in the beginning we thought that you know in some small way it was the fact that Damien had money that attracted to her because Mm -hmm. she wanted the house she wanted the fancy shoes um so then we see this shift and Damien I think reasonably is really upset because yes he wants to have all of these nice things for his son but he also just wants to spend time with his son and carolina's like again like no because that's gonna look weird and it 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 really is like a tough situation and so they have like this whole master plan of well damian really has this master plan of like i'm gonna be his godfather that way i can spend time with him and buy him things and it's a little less weird um and carolina's not fucking with it She's not fucking with it because again, she's, she's, she gets in this really, really defensive mode. And it's, it's really interesting to see. And we start seeing them even like, you know, fight back and forth about whether or not she's going to sell the business that she started with Raquel, if she's going to go back to work. Um, 
And then this is the part where I want to scold Santiago because this again becomes an argument between Santiago and Carolina. And Santiago at first is telling Carolina like, no, like you wanted this so bad, you should do it. And in the moment that she decides to do it, even though it is so she can again continue to sneak around with Damian, he's so like, what the fuck? Like, I thought you didn't want to do this and you're like addicted to your work and like all this stuff. And I'm like, for real, Santiago. Um, and it was it was pretty shady of Carolina because she was she every time she feels attacked, she gets really defensive and she gets really argumentative and she she hits kind of like low blows because she'll do anything to draw attention or to 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 move attention away from the fact that she is cheating Mm -hmm. and it just it really sucks because she makes santiago feel like shit like you're causing all the problems in our marriage because you don't let me be free when she's the one who's actually cheating exactly she she pulls the whole you don't trust me you don't trust me to be with damian are you saying that we would be together she literally says that to santiago and he's like that was our timer (laughs) and 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 then um damian or santiago is like why would you even put that thought in my head i had never thought of that and i'm like el descaro of her to even bring that up knowing that that's the truth and that he has every right to not even trust her mm-hmm. carolina, carolina and then her getting mad at him for him getting upset and i'm like like are you what's going i'm slapping can you can y'all hear me slapping my forehead do, do some asmr be some like- asmr this is me slapping my forehead because i really don't understand why she can't think think piensa like she's just so she's just so infuriating yeah and then so the resolution comes and this is going to tie into how we're going to wrap up what happens in this chunk of episodes they 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 come to an acuerdo like a a compromise which is they're going to hire someone to help and it comes in the form of florencia yes have we met this character in the present no, but I was actually telling my sister, I was like, it's so crazy how, to me, Florencia, Luz, and then um, the one that Fede um, was, like, trying to get factory? at Fede. Oh, no, that's Luz. That's Luz in, in, in school. Yes. Yeah. They all look very similar. I, when I first saw Florencia walk into the, the, the scene, I was like, wait, is that Luz from the factory? I was literally telling my sister, I'm like, is this like the, I feel like all the girls on Disney look the same now. They all have like big ass heads and big ass eyes. They kind of look, they look like dolls. Yeah. Like they're very, very beautiful, but they all have baby faces and big eyes. And yeah. So I feel like all the Disney girls look like that now. And I feel like I'm like, is this like a new telenovela extra (laughs) thing where all the extras look like that girl? And then I was like, do I look like that girl? (laughs) The thing is, they're not extras, though. They're important characters true but uh so they hire someone it's agustin that's a guy who i couldn't remember his name three episodes ago um that discovered teresa cheating in teresa uh it's his cousin and she starts to work and she starts to be a star employee going above and beyond and we get some flirtatious moments no no i totally so so dulce watched this episode before i did and she texted me like oh my god are we getting cheating vibes from santiago and i was literally like what the 
fuck? Like, I was so pissed. And watching these episodes, I was like, absolutely not. What we see is Santiago being undeniably hot around this young woman. And he can't help that. He can't be blamed for that. What we see, though, is like, we see the potential, right? Because obviously he's an attractive older man. You know I fucking love his tattoos. When I see him with the shirt off, I'm like, oh my god. But, and then we also see the potential because obviously there's a strain between Santiago and Carolina. And this strain is caused because of this tension of is Carolina going to be a homemaker or is she going to be a working mother? And so the fact that they have the strain on this marriage, they bring in this beautiful young woman to do the homemaking. I think that's why we see the potential. But, but it's not flirting. There's no flirting on either part, Dulce, at all. Oh my God, Kimberly. They literally, there's moments where he, he'll he be sitting down and she'll bring him his food. And there's like, there's... What? Oh my God, Dulce. Hold up. Hold up. Our weight booms got so high. Hold up, Kimberly. Because there's, I'm telling you, the way it's framed, the way the camera works, the way the actors are interacting, like they want us to think that there's something there. And maybe that's what you mean. And like, we see the potential. But the way they're framing it, they're definitely framing it like something's going to happen between them. And then potentially nothing's going to happen. And that's why, again, the the telenovela loves to show us what could have happened and what happened. And this is probably the could have happened. I feel like the girl likes him. Okay, so, so here's the thing, again, on like my theories of love. But so I definitely see what you're saying. I see I see the framing of it being like telling us that something could happen again the potential but on paper nothing bad happened the the most the most questionable thing happened is that you know um santiago walked into the kitchen when she was in the kitchen with his shirt off and that man is so fucking hot but even then he was kind of like oh and he had the shirt on his hand and he was like oh i'm sorry i was looking for carolina and yes we see moments where she oh my god she brings the pl- she brings a plate of food to him. Why did she do this? Because she was literally hired to be a nanny. Where's the baby? Nowhere to be found because Carolina took him so she can so the baby's real father can spend time with him. So they literally hire this nanny and then the baby's nowhere around. So this girl, I feel for this girl cuz she's literally like, "Okay, I'm in this house, a stranger's home." And I'm being paid to do to take care of a child. There's no child. So I'm going to do the next best thing, which is help around the house. And she does that by making food. She does that by taking out the trash. Okay. However, then we get a scene where Raquel comes in and she meets her. And then she's like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so helpful. And then Santiago looks at her for, I feel like it was a second too long. And he's like, es un sol. She's a son. No, there was not a second too long, Dulce. Oh, we're fighting. We, you don't see us, but like our our arms are waving everywhere. Like we, oh my god, it's and now Dulce's taking a video of me because it's like. So first of all, we're filming on one mic today, so we're very very close to each other, and then at the same time as like. One of us says something the other doesn't like. Like, our hands just go up, and we lean in, and it's just really funny. Again, (laughs) 
then Raquel sees it. And Raquel looks at Carolina. And if she's like, if someone was around my husband making him laugh that much, I would be worried. Let me reboot you. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. I have to reboot you. So, Carolina, she's a good friend. So, as it literally happened as soon as Florencia opened the door. And how do we know? Because Silvia Navarro is an excellent actress. The look that she gives her when she opens the door, it's kind of like, who's this? But in a way that's not, like, surprised, but more, like, tentative. Like, who is this beautiful young woman? So Raquel is actually the one who sets the tone for that. And yes, Santiago calls her un sol, which I think is just something that you call when you meet a lovely person. Sometimes you can just meet a lovely, radiant, bright person. He really appreciates her. He's like, you know what? She's helping around the house. She's cooking food. She's cooking bomb-ass food. But Raquel sets the tone. And we see this as soon as she opens the door. We see this in the way that she looks at her when she comes in and walks out of her room. And she's the one who even sets the tone with Carolina because she says that statement to Carolina. All of a sudden, Carolina cannot stop looking at Florencia and Santiago and looking back and forth and looking to see if there's something there. Okay, we're going to retire this because we have to move on. To the final plot point. I'm glad I got the last word. Thank you. No, I'm getting the last word. It's my podcast. I can edit you out completely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the power. Just kidding. That was ugly. Oh my God. You just saw an ugly side of me. <laughs> I did. I you still we all me? did. <laughs> yes, I still love you. Oh my God. Gone Girl <laughs> Part 2. <laughs> yes, I see all your ugly sides and I love it and I accept it. <laughs> Thank you. I accept your wrong sides too. Wow. Just I okay. Right. So, um, I I have a theory about this, but I'll say it at the end, which we're getting near the end. So, the last thing that happens that I really want to talk about is in the present timeline, Santiago is able to find Raquel, get her out, and immediately gets arrested by the police. And he remains in jail at the end of episode 65. And uh, while in jail, Raquel obviously still going through it she knows that she has to go to him and she has to go see him and tell him i believe you i believe you didn't kill your wife and it's beautiful and it just shows the depth of the relationship and how much they care for each other and they know when each other needs them and so just like how santiago was there for raquel raquel is there for him shout out to cynthia her sister who takes her to the jail because raquel obviously is in no state to be alone and so that Raquel can go to Santiago and be like, I believe you, I love you. And it's all Santiago needed to hear. And while in jail, he hears that there's a plot to keep him in jail. And he's like, well, who's doing that? It's Miriam. It's Miriam and it's uh, Andres from uh, Damian's family. They're trying to keep him locked up. And they're trying to find evidence that would prove that Santiago had motive besides the cheating, Right. Uh, because they're like, why would he kill the wife? So uh, we find out that Damian loaned Santiago a large sum of money and Santiago never paid him back. We're shown the scene and it looked like a business, a business investment. Mm-hmm. And Damian was investing in Santiago's casita business. And so it was not money that was meant to be paid. But in the present, it's like, no, 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 no. And then we find out from Azucena that the day that he was supposed to pay it back 
and the day was a few days before the ac- after the accident. So the accident happened just days before Santiago was supposed to pay this large sum of money to Damian that according to everyone, he had no way of getting this money. And this ties back to what we saw, I think, I think in the first episode where we see Santiago pay someone money. We don't see the person, right? No. Okay. I feel like it's going to tie back to that. I definitely think it's going to tie back to that. Like, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, when I was hearing this. And I, it's so... I We also get a scene that I really like because when Raquel goes to show her support, um, which, by the way, her highlight was on point. Um, but when she goes to show support, she tells Santiago, like... I, I knew there was no way it could be you. And obviously, he's on edge. He's been there for a while or like, you know, a day, a while. Um, <laughs> he's been there for a day. He's hearing all these things. And when she says this, he's like, do you know something? Like, tell me if you know something. And she's like, I know you. I know how much you loved her. And I know you'd never be capable of such a thing. I know you. And I was like, oh. Um, and but then they kind of start. They They kind of get to a point where they ask each other something that like I don't know they because they hadn't really talked about which I found it interesting because you know obviously everyone's wondering who who did this thing but we start to see people like kind of take their own initiative to try to like solve this murder because obviously the police is really incompetent and they're actually causing a lot of harm because they're like imprisoning people who didn't actually do it so now we start to see people kind of like really voice their opinions and we get this moment where Raquel tells Santiago like you know what if Carolina took your gun like and he was like do you think she was gonna kill herself and she was like she basically insinuated she thought that Carolina was capable of killing that man and that that was something that was possible and so they were kind of like telling each other like you know Miriam Andres Raquel says Vicente um yeah, so I, I thought that was really interesting to to see them kind of like, I don't know, because because I think I think in the last couple episodes, the framing of the novella has been telling us like it could really it could possibly be either Raquel or Santiago, because there's even a scene in the past where uh, Carolina tells Damian like, like, there's no way that Santiago can find out. And then. That man's like, what is he going to do? Fight me? Kill me? And then Carolina's like, I know my husband. He's not capable of hurting a fly. But for his family, he's capable of hurting, of doing anything. I mean, mm-hmm. and so like there's just so many little seeds that are planted that are kind of like trying to get us to point the finger at Santiago and Raquel. But I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't think it was either one of them. Yeah, but that's definitely the direction the novela is taking us. And finally, the last scene we get at the end of episode 65 is in the past. And we see it's it's back to the scene where Raquel and Damian both go to Carolina and Santiago's house. And and Raquel and, and Santiago go off and leave Carolina and Damian alone. And they start doing their thing where they're like kind of being together but trying to fight it but still being together and they're put in a very compromising position when all of a sudden the door bursts open and it's Florencia and she sees them and the the episode ends 
So what I think is going to happen is Florence is going to discover them and she's going to know that something is fishy. She's going to keep it to herself, but Carolina is going to identify her as a threat. And she's going to use the seed that Raquel planted on her, that there's something between her and uh, and Santiago, and she's going to use it to fire her. Carolina totally would. Um, and then in we're actually, I think, going to see Florencia, too, in the present. because I feel like we have to. Yeah, and then there there was this really touching moment. So, like, when, when the kids find out... Oh, Julie... Um, when the kids find out, when and when I say the kids, I mean um, Nico and Lola, Carolina and Santiago's kids. When they find out that their father is being accused of killing their mother, they really come together, which, like, we've been kind of, like, it's it's been a point of tension of, like, you know, Lola is dealing with her personal issues and Nico is, like, having sex with his boss and, like, trying to hide it from his girlfriend who, like, also is the daughter of the man who's in a coma and was the lover of his mom. It's, it's a lot. Um, but they, they sit down to the table and they come together and Bebo's there and Nacho's there. And they're like, okay, like, we have to hold it together. And Bebo and Nacho are like, we are going to hold the business together. And Lola and Nico are like, we're going to hold, like, our our household together. We're going to make sure that, you know, Benha is good. And they mentioned Florencia. They're like, like, oh yeah, like, you know, um, Benha already knows Florencia. Here he likes Florencia. Let's hire her again to take care of Benha. So we will be seeing Florencia for Ooh, sure in nice the catch. present timeline. All right. And then to wrap up the theme of, um, of the, of Garen Tentacion has been one word. Who do you think the killer is? At this point, I want to say medium. Interesting. I'm going a similar route, and I'm saying Mia. Wow. All right, listeners. And if you want to send us your theories on who you think the killer is, let us know. We will feature them on here. But that's going to wrap up this episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. Uh, Thank you for listening, and thank you, Kim, for being on. And we will see next episode if any of our theories pan out, and we will see... If Damian is still in a coma or not. He needs to wake up. Yeah. He needs to wake up. All right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Bye, everyone. (laughs)